0: Welcome into A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Buck Rising In for Zach Bingham on this Friday. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Periscope, uh, YouTube, Twitch, everywhere. We are Nashville's On-Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Let's thank our sponsors before we get rolling to help you guys out as well as help our business. Go renterswarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area, renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for mandu the pulse of fitness for one 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room mandu.com your first workout is free the tucker agency saving you money on your personal insurance easy enough at tuckertn.com calvin and subtle for your brand new hardwood floors and finishings their website is calvinandsuttle.com. and then the bone and joint institute the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care bone and joint TN dot org is where to go. Uh, So Buck, um, you, we talked this morning in our pre-show meeting that we always have before the show with Zach and I now today with you and me, Uh, but you have been putting out some little notes or nuggets and just kind of saying that you expected that Todd Downing would be the, internal hire of choice if the Titans were to go that direction. We know they talked to Pep Hamilton. They tried to talk to Tony Elliott at Clemson, but uh, what all have you heard over the last several weeks about what Todd Downing brings the table as now he is uh, being named or being promoted as the Titans offensive coordinator to replace former tight end coach Arthur Smith?
1: Yeah, so i I've, I've been hearing for a couple of weeks now that he was the lead guy in house, right? They they were going to look at a couple different options. Honestly, I think that was mostly out of courtesy and out of optics because they want to make sure that it looks like it was a what just it's just like the Vols, right? And Danny White, where he's saying it's a nationally exhaustive search, except we land with the guy that's sitting in our backyard. Ultimately, what they did was they are most comfortable with the person who's going to be able to run their scheme. It's about continuity. Todd Downing has play calling experience. The the last time he did it in 2017 with the Raiders, it was not a competent offense, but there's a great many reasons why. Uh they really like him and in fact I'm doing uh, I will I will be able to add to this as the show progresses because I have a bunch of texts out to a bunch of Titans people. Sure. So we will see what nuggets we can provide to you. In the midst of the show, Helm Donald says, this is so uninspiring. Yeah, but so was Arthur Smith when that happened two years ago. Like, you guys were so meh with Arthur. And it's basically, I expect the same reaction with Todd. What you have to focus on more than anything, though, is that there's no more, there's a reason why tight end coaches often get promoted to offensive coordinator, because there is no position coach that's more integrally tied into what the offensive scheme is. They have to know the blocking assignments for the tight end. They have to be intimately familiar with the passing game. They have to know what the run fits are for the offensive line. Todd Downing has the play calling experience in a way that Arthur Smith didn't. And the hope is that with improved toys from the last time that he was calling plays, that he will be able to get as close to what the Titans offense Looked like last year, albeit with some new parts, because you're probably not going to have Corey Davis, and we'll see what he thinks of Jonu Smith. I think this very, very much factors in to whether Jonu gets an extension or not. Now that Todd Downing is has been his position coach and was the guy calling the plays, but ultimately they wanted they they want to keep things as close to what they have been, both on offense and on defense. And I've been yeah. hitting at that for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And Todd Downing. Is going to be the guy calling the plays on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, we'll get your uh, feelings and in initial feelings on the Todd Downing hire here in a second. But like, let's just look at see who Todd Downing is because look, I, I don't think anybody was really an expert in Todd Downing. Like I found the nugget that Todd Downing's playing career consisted of him being a quarterback for the Minnesota Maulers, yep. which is a semi pro football team. Uh, from 2000 to 2002. He played quarterback in DB. And by the way, he was pretty good at it because he helped the Minnesota Maulers go to three consecutive championship games uh, back in their semi-pro league. But he's been a coach. He's 40 years old, Buck. he's not, he's a young guy, Arthur Smith, 38, Todd Downing, 40 years old, but he's been coaching for 20 years already. Like the guy has a lot of years uh, in his coaching resume. So He's actually more of a veteran coach than his age might show. He broke into the NFL at age 25 with the Minnesota Vikings um, on the coaching field as a quality control coach after he was an intern uh, in their front office for several years before that. He's been a quarterback's coach at many different stops uh, with the Lions, with the Bills, and with the Raiders. So that's something that stands out to me automatically. Is Yeah, he was a tight ends coach, which is good because you're right about the whole being involved in the run game and the pass game from game plan and schematic standpoint from a tight ends coach. But he does have a quarterback coach background, which is something I think is very important when it comes to being an offensive coordinator uh, and being more than just a play caller. But everybody looks at the one year he called plays with the Oakland Raiders and Ian Rappaport, who broke the news this morning that Todd Downing is expected to be higher as Titans OC. All the replies from the Raiders fans are just saying, well, good luck with that. I'm laughing uh, their asses off as Todd Downing in 2017, the Raiders were six and 10. They had a lot of problems. The offense was just a part of it for sure.
1: That was actually the first uh, NFL game I ever covered in my career. It was the home opener for the Tennessee Titans. They lost to then the Oakland Raiders. It was uh I'm pretty sure it was a uh, it was the Marshawn Lynch show. I think that was his first game in a Raiders uniform as well, and that was a uh, a very very anticlimactic start for those Titans that season. Now the Raiders didn't fare much better, but you know people for people are very quick to forget. And in fact, I I regret not putting it as a part of my tweet that I put out this morning talking about that the the, the Raiders that year had a negative 72 point differential. They were not good on offense but this was the year that Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota were coming off of fractured leg injuries yeah and it really I mean outside of Mariota much much more so but it really is kind of stuck with Carr for a couple of years before he really started to get back into his own I I think I mean he what Todd Downing is is well respected around the league in fact I was talking to somebody who used to be on the Titans coaching staff a little bit this morning, and they were very, very complimentary of his intellect, of his ability to work well with the players, how the players respond to his style of coaching. It's different than Mike Vrabel, right? Mike Vrabel is somebody who's who's very over the top. He projects. He is, you know, he finds very, very odd places to use the F word, in the middle of a sentence, it's in fact one of his greatest skills. Austin would know.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Todd, I, I would know. I Todd know the dude. <laughs>
1: Todd, not that you're better. Todd yeah. Downing yeah, has right. really. Uh, Todd Downing is very similar to Matt Lafleur, similar to Arthur Smith in their demeanor and how they work in conjunction with the players. I just got a text that said, "Downing, baby, they are fired up about Todd Downing really? in the building." Right. Lit- literally just across my uh, across my laptop screen. Now I'm, I'm yeah. giving you guys information. Who is it Yeah, comes- <laughs> that I can't say. Oh, okay. <laughs> All
0: right, so that's interesting. That's interesting. So you say you say that uh, in the building, the Titans players are fired up for the Todd Downing hire. So that's that's an interesting nugget there from Buck that he just got. Kind of similar to what happened. Uh, when the Titans elevated Arthur Smith. So let's let's dive deeper into that because I did see uh, a super overreactive comment. Uh, from always overreactive. From, yeah, but this one was fantastically overreactive <laughs> from Buford, if I can find it. Buford saying Vrabel is going to be the death of this team. I hope he proves me wrong. So the death of this team, very overreactive. But Buck, let's dive deeper into this. As you said, I want to know more about what what you're hearing and what the players are excited about. But let's let's ask uh, and and figure out from you, what does this say about Mike Vrabel? What does the hire of Todd Downing mean uh, and say about Mike Vrabel? But first real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu. The Pulse of Fitness for one 15 minute workout equals 5 plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. Uh, It's full body, electronic muscle stimulation. It is real. The science is real. The results are real. I'm a product of that. I've lost like 22 pounds of fat. I've lost uh, gained muscle. I've lost body fat percentage. I'm all cut up and feel yoked. And my wife loves me even more for it. (laughs) Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. So check them out. Achieve your fitness goals this year with mandu.com. So Buck, what does this say about Mike Vrabel?
1: Can I start with this though? Because one, one, you, you talking about how your wife loves you shirtless now makes me very uh, makes me laugh very hard. But also, I texted a player this morning. Uh, I I don't know if you deal with him at all, but what am I to make of Downing as OC? And I just got it back and text. Who's that? So that, <laughs> that made me <laughs> that made me laugh pretty hard. But anyway, so what 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 this says about. Mike Vrabel, oh, this makes me laugh too. Nate John says, "Just putting this out there. Anyone notice how Buck's head is so much smaller than Zach's? Well, I'm not like in your in your shot. I'm not like zooming my head into the camera like Zach likes. To when do. Zach anyway. gets
0: excited, he gets closer to the screen,
1: really, really close. No, I'm sitting back. I like my distance. I need to see myself. Uh, but anyway, I so what this says about Mike Vrabel is that what is is what he's told us at every year that he's been here, right? Or at least Every year after his first year, and I know it's only been three years in the tenure of Mike Vrabel, but he values people who can run the system. The system that they have in place are the systems that Mike Vrabel is comfortable with, both on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. I think the, the thing that's people's greatest concern is that Mike gets too tied up in what it is that they do. And listen, on that, on offense, they've been hugely successful. Defense, there's been mixed results from year over year, and and things have fluctuated, particularly a bad year last year. But what Mike values as a football mind is this type of system. He wants somebody who he thinks can run it to, uh, to the best possible execution. He values the people who know the personnel. Mike wants to keep the players as comfortable as humanly possible because he knows what he has on that side of the ball is a good thing, and they want to do their best to, if not if not exceed, 30-plus points a game, which is a hard task to try and keep things as close to normal as possible and to try and keep the players... In as similar a system as they're used to.
0: Now, uh, Landon says that my Mandu comment makes him think of Frank Thomas's low T commercials, which is really <laughs> funny. Puka, yeah, but Austin
1: Fra- looks a lot better shirtless than Frank Thomas. Uh,
0: sure. Now, yeah, the big hurt was pretty yoked himself back in the day, but it's 2021, not 1991. All yeah. right, Puka asks, is Rabel so hard to work with that outside coaches don't want to come here? Because that's something where like Rabel's hired new coaches from. Ohio state from the Houston Texans. Well, a lot Todd Downing was a new coach though, two years ago. So, and what do you think about Puka's comment about Vrabel not necessarily hiring coaches outside of his initial circle?
1: Well, what I would say to you is, is Mike is hard to work for. Um, there have been several experiences with guys that have been on his staff in, in position, uh, in position coaching roles that have been turned off by the way that Mike Uh, kind of, you know, he's, he's a super demanding boss. I think most people would, would find that, uh, not a, not a far leap to make based on who Mike Vrabel's personality kind of projects him to be. But there have been instances where it's been, you know, one year and out for some guys because he can, he can wear on you. Now, what I will say is that he, while that is, while that is a thing and it's, it's very much his show, uh, and he'll let you know that he is somebody who has a very very good eye for coaching talent for coaching acumen for coaching prowess and for football football just iq basically and so he's going to make these hires well it's just can he can he get outside of himself too often to make it easier to work for him that's a question that i still i think heading into year 4 is still something that we don't have the answer for because as I mean, and there's always going to be mixed results with guys who leave staff and you don't know what their motivations are when they talk to you after they leave the staff, but there have been, there have been instances where Mike wears on people, but I would say to you that the guys who are inside Vrabel's circle know what it's like to work for Mike. It's not that, I mean, if, if, if anything, you would have a harder time getting guys to stay if they didn't like working for Vrabel, as opposed to guys coming in from the outside who don't know what he's like as a boss? That's what I. That's kind of the way that I would respond. All to right, that. so
0: let's address this because Chandrell just threw this in here in the chat on Facebook. Is that the reason Dean Pease decided not to come back? No, and and yeah, I agree, I, I was going to immediately shoot that down. and Say no, Dean Pees uh, retired for the second time. He came out of retirement the first time to help a first-time head coach, Mike Vrabel steady things and get things going. And it worked really well for two years. Then he retired, took a year off, missed football again. Then guess what? He comes out of retirement for a first-time head coach who he knows really well to help steady things for a couple of years. And we'll see how it works with Arthur Smith down there in Atlanta uh, with Dean Pease on that staff. So let's get you guys more involved here um, in this morning's show. Again, the news that came out via Ian Rappaport is that Todd Downing, the Titans tight end coach, expected to be promoted to offensive coordinator uh, to replace Arthur Smith, who's now the head coach of the Falcons. So here's the first question we want to ask you guys now is what was your first reaction to Todd Downing being promoted to Titans OC? What was your first reaction to Todd Downing being promoted to Titans OC real quick? Let me tell you guys about the Tucker agency, tuckertn.com. Uh, the email is will, W-I-L-L, at tuckertn.com. Uh, that is where you need to go. Send them an email. Just say, hey, I heard on A to Z Sports that you can help me save some money on my personal insurance, whether it's car uh, or life, whatever it might be. Rental insurance, they've got you there. The Tucker A- Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency, their average new customer saves on average, again, 20% on their personal insurance so get some money back in your wallet back in your bank account so you can spend it on some fun things by saving money on your insurance at tuckertn.com
1: uh yes a to z sports in the morning austin stanley i'm buck rising despite what that graphic says of me filling in for zach bingham zach will be back on monday he's taking a little bit of a long week long weekend well-deserved Uh, Just to kind of fill you in on what's the vibe in the building, I've gotten a text from a source in the Titans building that says, guys seem to think he'd be next, talking about Todd Downing. Players like him a lot. So this is being well-received internally, no matter what the reaction uh, was. Sean Rasul says, we're asking you guys for your first reaction, um, and I'll get Austin's here in a second. Sean Rasul says, my first reaction was, who? Uh, (laughs) Helm Donald says, really, him? Who else was interviewed? Uh, let's see. Smart from Bobby Dingman, meh from Dom Odell. Honestly, says he's a monster. 80. I'm not worried about an offense of this caliber. It's the draft free agency and the DC for him. My third, my first thought from Nurse 117 is consistency. Austin, what was your first reaction to the news?
0: Well. I, because I, we obviously we've been talking, you know, off air. This is the first time, by the way, that we've been on air together since Dave and Clowney's reaction show. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I thought that that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been that long since we've been talking on air. So that means a lot of off air conversations where we talk about deeper stuff uh, that we don't necessarily always bring on the air, but yeah, Todd Downing was the expected internal hire. I thought it was interesting that they talked to Tony or tried to talk to Tony Elliott, from Clemson because Mike Vrabel tried to do the same thing with Ryan Day before Matt LaFleur was hired as OC. I thought the uh, Pep Hamilton thing was also interesting. So I like how you compared it a little to the Danny White hiring of uh, Josh Heupel of let's just go talk to some other people and then to see if you can find somebody who makes more sense than the guy you have down the hall. Optics. Yeah, right. And I get it. Like the the one thing for me that I look at is – is there an opportunity missed to bring in a super qualified guy? Because this should be an attractive offensive coordinator job with Tannehill, Henry, AJ Brown, all the other young talent, a healthier offensive line going in the next year. And who knows what the tight end position is going to look like. Everybody's a free agent. They're going to bring back a couple of them. I'm guessing uh, one or two at least. So, This could have been an opportunity to go get a guy who's proven who, you know, can help them develop further. Somebody commented on Facebook earlier in the show saying that, that Downing needs to add an extra wrinkle in the passing game because at times it felt like the Titans passing game got stagnant and got stale because teams kind of knew what was coming. A play action with a crossing route to AJ Brown can be taken away schematically fairly easily. If you, can read your right cues on defense and not just bite so hard on the Derrick Henry fake. So I think there was a missed opportunity from that standpoint of being able to bring in a super qualified guy who's been doing it for a while. Todd Downing is a risk because he's only done it one year and it didn't go that well. And you have a lot riding on this offensive coordinator job because if Todd Downing does great again, is he going to be a head coach in a couple of years? And here goes the cycle all over again.
1: Well, yeah, but the cycle, I mean, that that's thats the the world that you live in. That's the coaching world that you live in, especially if you're offensive coordinator, because what teams hire more than anything are guys like Arthur Smith, guys who are going to be head coach and also call their offense. Like right. that's very, very much the trend.
0: And you have a defensive-minded head coach in Mike Vrabel who's going to consistently have to replace offensive coordinators. It's the third guy and now going into year four.
1: Yeah. And not all of, listen, not all of them are going to pan out this well. And I know LaFleur wasn't anything spectacular, but you got to think about what Marcus Mariota was at that stage in his career. The guy knows football without question, even if he's been carried largely by Aaron Rodgers in his tenure as a head coach. Um, uh, Let's read some more of your comments before I give you my guy, uh, my first reaction to it. Brent Matlock says, if Bowen is the DC next year, I'm going to predict the Falcons with Smith and Pease have a better record than the Titans. I think that's a little dramatic. If the players like it, that says something about the guy, so I like it. That's from Patrick Wayne Holman on Facebook. What is his stance about going for fourth and two on the opponent's 40-yard line, says Chow Chow (laughs) Golf? That's a fantastic question. And also, I would tell you, Chow Chow, that doesn't matter because it's still Mike Brable's position on whether to go for it on fourth and two. Head coach overrules the offensive coordinator in those situations, although that is a good question for (laughs) maybe that. I'm sure that'll come up in his availability whenever they make the announcement official and thank god because we'll finally have a, a actual titans content to talk about again that's right I, I was hoping uh for anthony lynn says chief franco and anthony lynn did get an offensive coordinator job in football i don't know uh off the top of my head where lion. he ended up landing austin if you could uh, do a little backstory or background for me on that
0: lion. and i would
1: lion so he's gonna so he's going to the pit of hell in Detroit. Um, to try and salvage what is... L.A. Uh, to is...
0: Detroit, ugh.
1: Tough scene, tough scene. Weather a lot different there, Anthony. Um, so My first reaction to this, though, was, I mean, expect it. Like, this is what I expected to happen. It's why I keep telling you guys that I am more confident than not that Shane Bowen is going to remain in his place, if not get a promotion next year. And as wild as that sounds, as much as that's going to bother you, you have to understand the creature that you're dealing with in the person who's making these hirings. It is the same reason that Todd Downing makes the most sense. It's the same reason that what what Austin just said is exactly what they did. Let me go out and try and find somebody who makes more sense than the guy I have in my building already. And per you know per their per per their interview study and interview habits, they were not able to do so do so. So what they are telling you is that Todd Downing is going to have a better success rate running this offense, using the personnel that they have in the building, helping to find new personnel to replace the guys that they will lose with the 20 unrestricted free agents, not all of them on offense, but a fair amount of them and fairly key components to their offense, they feel like Todd Downing is going to give them the best chance to replicate it. It was expected to me. It's why I largely expect Shane Bowman to be back in his position, Um, certainly not getting fired as the defensive play caller next year, because what Mike wants is people that know what he's doing, and he feels like the people that he hired on his staff, naturally, know what he's doing better than the the people he would bring in from the outside.
0: Yeah, um, James says, didn't Downing get fired for lack of offensive production? If I'm not mistaken, that entire coaching staff got cleaned out with the Raiders that year, yeah. that, and then they brought in John Gruden.
1: Del Rio's staff got fired. Uh, Gruden got paid a hundred million dollars to come in there and wanted his own guys. It's and, no-
0: and by the way, John Gruden, I got this stat from Jonathan Hutton um, earlier in the month, I guess. John Gruden, the only current NFL head coach to miss the playoffs the last three years and not get fired.
1: <laughs> that is a great one. Well, like, they can't they're there? It's just a sunk cost at that point the optics exactly. of that would be horrendous but yeah you know it, it's it's not uncommon for once a head coach gets fired for that entire staff to get cleaned clean out in fact arthur smith is a unicorn that way that yeah. he survived three
0: well he's a cockroach it doesn't matter what comes through the building he survives like it, and that's a compliment to arthur smith not anything negative there i'll let you tell life, him that <laughs> yeah right times for life says uh Cockroaches and Twinkies—they sur- they survive every type of uh, apocalypse that happens. Mm-hmm. Titans for life says I'm fine with the OC promotion, and in general, I am too, because I do think it is important. And it has been the last two years that Todd Downing has been the Titans' coach. He's been a part of the game planning with the guy who just was super successful with you and got a head coaching job because of it for the last two years. Ken's reacting to your Shane Bowen comment says and watch the defense be ash cheeks, which I find is funny. So there's a massive difference in the elevation of Todd Downing and the promotion by title only uh, with Shane Bowen potentially is that the offense has been successful. It makes sense to have continuity there. The defense was unsuccessful, historically bad on third down and a lot of other categories. They were so bad, ass cheeks, as our uh, one commenter said. So give me all it, the
1: peach emojis you got in the comments. Section. It makes Love no sense
0: it. for continuity there because, like, like I always say, like, always like hear people say, "Well, you want to make sure that uh, like it's don't fire a coach too early. You got to give him time." Well, if the guy is bad, then he's going to continue to be bad the next year. It's like if you return a bunch of starters from one team last year, to the next te- next year, it doesn't matter if you return a bunch of starters if they're not very good. Like You've got to get better, so continuity doesn't make sense on, on defense because the personnel changes are not going to be that dramatic on defense. You're still going to have the majority of the key players on all three levels. Sure, Desmond King might be gone. Who knows what's going to happen with Jalen Brown. You need more pass rush personnel, better pass rush personnel. But overall, those guys are going to be similar, and so you've got to do something completely different uh, on defense you cannot you cannot h- promote Shane Bowen because there's no way you could actually pull that off it's just going to be a a PR nightmare which I know Vrabel could give a crap about but yeah
1: they don't care That but- that's the thing Austin They they don't care like what, they, they are not going to... They, well, then, then, then
0: he's not allowed to get mad at the media for asking questions via Zoom or in person. Oh, no, he's allowed to do
1: whatever the hell he wants, Austin. I mean, not whatever the hell he wants, but largely whatever the hell he wants because this is who Mike Vrabel is. He, Mike, what Mike believes at the core of, him, of, his hum, of his being is that he knows better than us. And you know what? 95% of the time, he's right. I will concede that. I would not tell him that to his face because he'd get a smug look on his face, and then he would would hold that over me for the rest of my life, or at least the rest of my life covering the Tennessee Titans. But Mike Vrabel believes that if he sticks with his plan, that he knows better than you do. He knows better than I do. He knows better than Dom O'Dell, Rich Dolphinius, I think is how you pronounce that, Chandrell, Bronson Knuckles, like he thinks he knows better. And largely he's been proven right. The Titans have done nothing but improve defense uh defense excluded last year every year that Mike Vrabel has been here. There is no reason for him to believe otherwise that he isn't making the right decisions. Now, what I will say to you as when it comes to Shane Bowen, the biggest indictment of Shane Bowen and Mike Vrabel because this was a this was a a, a joint effort to be even if even if uh Shane was the person calling the plays, running the meetings, Um, you know, making, making personnel changes, whatever the case may be. The biggest issue that I heard was causing problems with the Titans defense is the thing that they kept, uh, the players kept almost dog whistling to us every time we'd talk to them in zoom communication, 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 communication. The defense is too complex. They need to pare things down in a way that makes it easier for the players to communicate on the field. That's not Kevin Byard's fault. It's not Jayon Brown's fault. It's not Rashawn Evans' fault. It's Shane Bowen and Mike Vrabel's fault. That is a course correction that needs to be made. But Mike Vrabel is looking at this, and I wouldn't wouldn't project to, or I wouldn't speak for him, but I'm looking through his purview and kind of understanding how he feels about the guys on his staff, and he's going to say, okay, one, We we need what 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 did he say at the end of the year? We need players who love to play football. We need actual Pat. I mean, he doesn't. I'm paraphrasing now. Yeah. But we need guys that are going to come in here with their ass on fire and try and get after the quarterback. Not Vic Beasley. We need better than Jadavion Clowney. It's as close as Mike has been to commenting on the personnel decisions that were made that put the Titans the Titans defense in the position that they were. Get out of here with Jonathan Joseph. Get out of here with Vic Beasley. Get out of here with Jadavion Clowney, and then. You have the pandemic in the middle of all these things when Christian Fulton, your second round pick, who's supposed to help bolster your secondary, can't get on the field. you got to trade draft capital for a a slot corner who's probably not going to be on the roster next year because why would you do that? It's a redundancy. They are grading Shane Bowen on a curve. A curve that is brought—it's—it's it's like the curve. They're trying so to flatten.
0: F, so he, so you failed the exam, but you good. You, congratulations, uh, the smartest kid in class got a B. So you now fit- we get to curve you up to a C minus. Is Shane, that? Jane <laughs> Bowen's getting a passing grade
1: because of because of yes because of exactly what you laid out. They're trying to flatten the COVID curve, or at least that's maybe uh, that's language we've moved away from in the oh, last. 10
0: I months. haven't heard that since April.
1: Yeah, well, it's because people quit trying to flatten the curve, right? So, I thought we flattened it. Yeah. yeah. So well, I thought it, we did it. No, it flattened us. It was an entirely different situation. Yeah, but two things are, can be true. <laughs> they are grading on this curve for Shane Bowen in a way that it, I, I'm not expecting him to get promoted. I'm not expecting him to have the official defensive coordinator title. But I'm expecting them, Mike Vrabel primarily, to say, okay, we know this happened. You're going to get one more shot at this thing. Let's run it back the way that it was, but let's make these course corrections. And the biggest course correction that they have to make is one, finding a damn pass rush, and two, making the players more comfortable in the defensive system.
0: All right, Titans and Truth on YouTube says, love you, Buck, but that thought of, of the curve is asinine, just blasphemy. It's like, this is not like Buck's opinion. This is Buck telling you what he thinks is going to happen. Have it's I like, been wrong? No, me you me, haven't. Tell me you where I've been wrong. Been wrong. You haven't been wrong. Like it's, and that's what I, I always think. It's, it's funny when, people have a hard time separating what you're saying that is opinion and what you're saying that you think and believe will happen. Like in my Austin Stanley's opinion, Shane Bowen failed as a defensive coordinator without the title last year. He did the job as D coordinator. I don't know why he didn't get the promotion. My opinion is also that There has to be somebody on the Titans staff next season that has defensive coordinator nameplate on the door of their office. That needs to happen because everybody needs somebody that we know can say, hey, you're the defensive coordinator, you're calling the plays, what went wrong? But what's the likeliness of Mike Vrabel doing that? Like you're saying, Mike Vrabel, to sum up everything you've talked about Mike Vrabel being, he's stubborn. And Mike Vrabel is going to do what Mike Vrabel believes is the right thing, regardless of how we feel about it. And Shane Bowen's likely to be, to be here still doing something, uh, in the Titans coaching staff that has a lot of responsibility.
1: Oh, Shane Bowen's not going anywhere, regardless of whether a change is made from, from a play calling perspective, like Shane Bowen's going to be on the staff. There's, there's, I, I would, there's, I won't say it. There's a there's a zero percent chance the chain bowing gets fired, but I'd give it like a 05 percent chance the chain bowing gets fired. He's sure. not going anywhere.
0: Sure. All right, Zach. Uh, I just called you, Zach. That's okay. uh, that happens uh, because of you know you know muscle memory. Uh, but Buck, <laughs> let's let's get into this. Let's go back to the Todd Downing thing because uh, we we were talking this morning about like which which Titans players the Todd Downing hire helps the most. So what Titans player benefits absolute most? from Todd Downing being elevated as the offensive coordinator. We'll ask you guys that same question, but first let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, that's their website there, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens to you or someone you love in life, make sure you know where to go to get the best care possible. From beginning, that doctor's visit, the initial diagnosis, all the way through the testing the possible surgeries, the rehab you might need. All of it happens right there with the Bone and Joint Institute in one building in Franklin, Tennessee. They've also got their satellite uh, uh, location in Nolensville uh, as well. Boneandjointtn.org.
1: Disease Sports this morning. Austin Stanley, I am Buck Rising. No matter what Austin tries to tell you, I'm filling in for Zach Bingham this morning here on the A to Z Sports Show. We are asking you guys which player stands to benefit most from Todd Downing being promoted internally from tight ends coach to offensive coordinator. Now, that may seem like an obvious answer, given what position he was coaching last year. But I think that there might be, there should be some variety of answers in here. And I think that you guys will have some good ones. Henry, without a doubt, according to Robbie, on Periscope, First, sir. according to G Man, after John, who signs with the Jets. Everybody wants to send all the good Titans players to the Jets. John, who Smith, according to AZ Mick on YouTube, I hope AJ gets increased targets, says Chad Haynes. Well, so does he, based on that versus conversation he had with Justin Jefferson. He's saying that Justin Jefferson only succeeded as much as he did because of the amount of targets that he has, at least in AJ Brown's humble opinion, which I love who according to Marcus Walker, even if he spelled it incorrectly, we'll forgive you. Jarrell spelling uh, J- here. J- 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 Jarrell Chavers says Ryan Tannehill. Austin, who do you believe benefits most from this promotion?
0: You know, Jarrell has been very complimentary of me over the entire, you know, 2020 season into 2021. And I actually agree with Jarrell. I think it's Ryan Tannehill.
1: Look at you playing favorites. Uh, no, the, I
0: mean, Jarrell started it. He started playing favorites. This is Mike favorites. Grable.
1: This is the buddy-buddy system. We have to get this out of here. I don't no. know who
0: Drell is. I've never met Drell in person, but he's started watching our show at some point over the last year. He says year. nice
1: things about me, so he must be no, running. But, he,
0: but I, I was going to go with Ryan Tannehill, because you look at Todd Downing's history, and it's easy to look and see what Todd Downing was doing the last three years in the NFL, which was a tight end coach. But then he was – Pro football focus, I take with a grain of salt, but they named Todd Downing in 2015 the quarterback coach of the year mm. in the NFL. I don't know what that means, but uh, but he, he got it. Todd Downing is a quarterback guy, and I do think as a quarterback coach with the Lions uh, and also uh, the Vikings and the Raiders along his path in the NFL, uh, I think Todd Downing helps out Ryan Tannehill because Ryan Tannehill is a massive part of the future of this franchise. Derrick Henry is good. Derrick Henry is elite. Derrick Henry will be effective and get a lot of volume in the Titans offense for the next two years at least. Ryan Tannehill is the wild card. Can Ryan Tannehill continue to excel at this high of of a level I don't know if he's going to score 40 touchdowns again next year like he did this year combined rushing and throwing, but Ryan Tannehill needs to continue to be dynamic, and I think Todd Downing, continuity helps the quarterback because the quarterback helps everybody else. So that's where I go with the answer is that Ryan Tannehill benefits the most from Todd Downing being elevated.
1: Corey Smith says the tight ends of course Tannehill for Sean Drell. He agrees with Austin and uh and uh Jarrell on that the quarterback will benefit from no change in the offense John Michael Presley and Aaron Goff on YouTube say AJ Brown Titans for life just says generally the passing game Downing may be trying to get a head coach job uh head coaching job and and I think there's there's a lot of different layers to that like I I understand why you guys who are saying and Austin included in this why you're saying quarterback I think though that it's it's a it's a little more, it's a little more difficult for the quarterback just because he's going to have to find, and he's got a relationship with Todd Downing, but they don't have the dynamic yet that he and Arthur Smith spent the past two years building. Like, that's well, a different relationship, and it's going to take some time. Now, let's, I don't think let's that there's about a huge drop-off. Go ahead.
0: The Arthur, like Ryan Tannehill and Arthur Smith took, what, like three games to click? Um, Tannehill well, was the backup for months when Arthur Smith first got the job, Arthur Smith was invested a lot of time in Marcus Mariota for the first several months of him being the OC. And then Tannehill was still getting reps and Tannehill's a pro. So he was prepared and ready, but it's not like it took this long, you know, going out and getting coffee and talking and stuff for Arthur Smith and Tannehill to automatically have a great relationship on the football field. No, that was pretty instant when will and go Andrew. out
1: and get get to know each other over coffee well, you have that.
0: conversations about football and non-football things and it helps you out
1: no I, what, what I'm saying is uh yes that is so and and also you know I, I don't know how many people remember this Austin you might not but Michael Lombardi on the 615 sessions when he came on probably right around the quarterback change was saying yeah the Titans coaches." Were higher on Ryan Tannehill during training camp than they were sure. on Marcus Mariota. Sure. So this was not something that was that was any great revelation. I think they knew that Tannehill was going to end up being their best chance at things, and and yeah. probably dedicated time to him. Thusly, what I'm saying with Todd Downing though is you're 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 trying to get on the same page. Now it's not like Ryan Tannehill can't do that. I'm not saying that he's incapable. I'm just saying that it's there's there's more layers to what they need to to do, to gel together than there is, for example, Derrick Henry, who I think ultimately is going to be the greatest beneficiary of any of this. Why? Because he's just on the team and the offense runs through Derrick Henry. Mike Vrabel's not, what 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 people are worried about and what people didn't like about Art Smith is sometimes it got too cute. What Mike Vrabel is going to do is not get too cute. He's going to hire the guy who's going to say, yeah, we have the 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 LeBron James of running backs. We're just going to hand him the ball and we're going to keep doing the thing that works best. Now, no toss they, plays, no, to, <laughs> no toss plays. Although, you know, I largely understand why the toss plays were happening, but I think they need better, better execution. I'm not mad at him about the toss plays the way that you are. I would say, I would say it's because he's a momentum runner. Like you have, you have to, you have to look at who the running back is. Uh, I, I would, I would say though, that the person that's going to benefit from all of this is Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is the piece that they're building the offense around. They're hiring a guy who wants to make sure that Derrick, please give Derrick Henry the football. Like our guys from hang 10 say on the mask. Mm -hmm. this is what he's coming to do. He has shown Mike Vrabel a commitment to do this. It is going to be Derrick Henry as the beneficiary of all of this. And every other player on offense as a result, because it is an offense primarily built around Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, and I think the the two answers to this question are Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Like really? every, everybody will look and see tight end position, tight end coach, and think that. Uh, I'm very intrigued to what they're going to do personnel uh, wise at tight end this year. I think Anthony Ferkser is a great piece. Now we'll have a deeper discussion on Anthony Ferkser's free agent value. But if you're going to if you're going to restricted free agent tender him and pay him two point two million dollars, which I believe is the lowest tender for Ferkser this year uh, is, is Ferkser worth 2.2 after paying him like 900,000 this past year. Hell yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree, but you know, cap's going to get difficult. So we'll have more shows about that um, for sure. So I, I think Tannehill benefits most Buck thinks Derek Henry. You got something else to add?
1: Well, I would just bring up this quickly. Steph Dobbs says, I bet Towning or Downing won't take Henry out on third and short. Um, and I, and I understand that, that, you know, that hatred for when those things happen, but also consider this, the reason that Derrick Henry was taken out as frequently, it's not just about what they think about him in the passing game. It happened all season long. It was their way of trying to preserve Derrick Henry when everybody knew that Derrick Henry was going to get him, get the ball. The problem, the biggest issue that you have with Derrick Henry is how predictable he makes your offense. Yeah. You are going to know when Derrick Henry gets the ball in certain situations. And third and short, makes all the sense in the world to have him out there. Maybe that's them getting too cute. It's also a means of preserving Derrick Henry when you know he's going to lead the league in carries. It doesn't maybe, maybe you don't like that explanation. Maybe well, you don't like that as an answer. Maybe it's not the most effective way to do things. But it's why they did things that way. And I think that's important to point out because I don't think that necessarily goes away.
0: I'll add something to that because uh, Puka says Henry also has issues pass protecting. He does. And that's something that Derrick Henry needs. Hopefully, we see a bunch of workout videos this summer of Derrick Henry working on pass protection instead of like running up hills, throwing uh, medicine balls over his head. Yeah. But uh, I, here's something on that I think even if Derrick Henry struggles with pass protection, you can still use Derrick Henry on the field for pass protection without actually having him block. If you everybody was watching the AFC championship game on Sunday, right? There was a run play the Chiefs did, and Tony Romo talked about this in the replay. Tyreek Hill didn't block the guy ahead of him, he didn't block the corner, he just ran the dude 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. That's the best blocking job Tyreek Hill can do as a five foot eight, 180 pound receiver, right? So Derek Henry doesn't have to block somebody if he's carrying out a fake. By carrying out that fake, he might block three people, right? So Derek Henry being on the field is that valuable in conflict downs where it could be run or pass. Now, I agree with your sentiment of reserving his energy in week six, but in the playoffs on third and two, be the guy in the damn game.
1: Don't be dumb. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, well, and and listen, the the the, the playoff game is, is as cowardly a coaching job as we've seen from this staff. Mike Grable, Arthur Smith, or, you know, what was this staff? Uh, collectively on offense, it was their lowest point output of the year. 13 points was atrocious. The pop head says that I have the voice for this, but not the brains. Austin, am I allowed to rip people? So this is your guys' show. I don't want to take shots of people in the audience that's not my audience. But I, uh, you know, I I, I I, got a little something for pop if I'm allowed.
0: Permission granted.
1: <laughs> Listen here, dummy. I have been doing this plenty long enough to know what the hell I'm talking about. We have just t- spent most of the morning talking about how I have yet to get any of this stuff wrong. You are here because we collectively, Austin, Zach, myself, we know what we're talking about. I am literally reading you on my Mac, MacBook as my texts come across from people in the Titans organization, what they're saying about your new offensive coordinator. So one, I do have the voice for this. Two, I got the brains for it too. Three, suck it because you (laughs) got no idea what the hell you're talking about. You have neither the voice nor the brains for, to to even be able to comment. And for that, I simply cannot respect what you said. I feel better now. (laughs) It's okay. He's allowed to say that. blah. You know it really is. I'm just wow. yelling a lot. It's fine. Uh, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bobby says, "Oh, Buck, flexing the MacBook. Look, company, company MacBook, man. Like shout out to uh, A to Z Sports. Yeah, I'm well taken
1: care of. We're
0: we're a Mac company. And I threw shade uh, on Wednesday about too much syncing in the Mac world that I've actually had to figure out uh, with my iPad and phone. Anyway, all right, Buck. Uh, we see Break Free with Deshaun Watson there on the screen." There was a report this morning, and we're about to play this, about exactly how many teams have reached out regarding uh, a potential Deshaun Watson trade from the Texans. We'll play you that audio, but first, let me tell all of you guys about Calvin and Subtle and calvinandsettle.com for your new hardwood floors and finishings. Calvinandsettle.com is where to go in the Middle Tennessee area. And this is easy, guys. Within two weeks, you can... St- Begin and end the entire process of getting new hardwood floors in your home. You talk about equity. You talk about raising uh, the, the level of interest in your home and your the value in your home. New hardwood floors absolutely does that. So hit up our friends at calvinandsettle.com. Their phone number, 615-448-6415, calvinandsettle.com.
1: A to Z Sports here this morning. Austin Stanley, Buck Rising filling in for Zach Bingham. He will be back Monday and get you guys going. I lose you there for a second. Uh, no, I hit the
0: wrong, I tried. I hit my cough button and then hit my stop camera button too. I was
1: about to say, don't leave me hanging. I just, I just went to bat for everybody. Don't leave me out here to <laughs> by myself. Uh, a to Z Sports. We are talking about. Uh, we are talking about the Todd Downing internal hire, but now we are going to move. To a subject that is taking place in the division, which is what is going on with Deshaun Watson here this morning. Deshaun Watson officially requesting a trade out of Houston, even though that has been in the works for a couple of weeks now. Austin, do we have video uh, talking about the report? Well, then I'll shut up and I'll make the pop head happy and we'll listen to somebody who does also know what he's talking about, Ian
2: Rappaport. Ian Rappaport this morning on NFL Network. Well, first of all, when you send up a signal like that, when Deshaun Watson officially asked for a trade from the Houston Texans, which, by the way, became public yesterday for me and others, but it was not something that was new to the Texans. They've known for more than a week that Deshaun Watson – wanted out there were some insinuations and then they knew it officially but of course when people across the league see it those calls only intensify but the reality is those calls were coming anyway more than half of the league has been calling the houston texans trying futilely as of right now to engage on potential trade talks with deshaun watson or at least just to see what would it take as of right now this trade request which is certainly significant a franchise quarterback A young player at the top of his game wanting out. Obviously, it is big news, but the fact that the Texans have not budged, the fact that they've said privately and publicly that this is our quarterback and they do not plan as of now to move away from him means that this situation is basically what it is, except a little more public. We all know for sure that Watson wants out. What we do not know is whether the Texans will relent and let him have his decision and move elsewhere. We are probably going to get a news conference today from David Culley, the new head coach of the Houston Texans. We will see what he says, but my guess is that he probably says what Nick Casario says, which is Deshaun Watson's my quarterback. So interesting. uh, David Uh, David Culley, Culley. by the way, former Vanderbilt quarterback,
0: which I found that interesting here, Uh, the new head coach of the Texans. Chad says he can waive that no-trade clause, but I found that interesting. And I don't know what your biggest takeaway from that report from Rappaport was, but over half of the league has reached out uh, to the Texans about what's going on with Deshaun Watson. That's pretty fascinating there.
1: Well, I mean, think about it. Over half the league is in quarterback flux. You're talking about a bunch of different teams that are looking at the options that they have and are in a position to move on. I mean, I know Ben Roethlisberger came out yesterday and said he'd all but play for free to come back, even though he's owed $41 million next year. (laughs) So of course he's going to want to come back. People don't know what's going on. People largely understand that Drew Brees is likely not going to be the quarterback of the new Orleans saints. You're you're, you don't know whether the dolphins like Tua and are going to want to trade for Watson, the jets, the 49ers, the, the hell, the Los Angeles Rams publicly are saying it's an open quarterback competition. And right now, Jared Goff is the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. Like, everybody is looking not everybody there's but the vast majority of the league is looking at their position the most important position in sports the highest paid position in sports and saying yeah we probably need a new guy so it's of course going to be it, it, they would be wrong in not calling not making the call everybody really I, I mean i would run through a bunch of teams off the top of my head the titans the packers tampa bay with brady um who else? Who else do you have? Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, like known commodities at quarterback.
0: Kyler Murray probably at this. Kyler point. Murray
1: probably, but I mean, even then, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you think that Deshaun Watson is a substantially bigger upgrade at the quarterback position than I mean, yeah, Kyler but- Murray? You're I talking about think, the team that shipped off Josh Rosen after a year. I'm not ruling them well, out. Well, that
0: was the previous guys. Like the reason why they did that is because they hire, you know, Pretty Boy to come in there and be the head coach. And he's like, I don't want Josh Rosen. I'm gonna go get Kyler Murray.
1: You can't be ripping other people for Pretty Boy when you're sitting there bragging on your body the first segment. Let, let's not get too cute.
0: Mandu.com. First workouts <laughs> free, <It> does wonders.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I my, my
0: initial reaction
1: to that is.
0: We forgot the Chiefs when <laughs> we listing those quarterbacks.
1: We did forget the Chiefs. Yeah, the, the <laughs> other team in the Super Bowl. And, yeah, and you know, all.
0: All Cincinnati, out.
1: like there's there's half of the league that doesn't need him. Well, there's less than half of the league that doesn't need him. And the other the the majority of the teams do. Let's leave it at and not you know, sit there listing listing quarterbacks. But there is there is a there's an interesting dynamic there because I talked about this last night on the primetime show. He doesn't, Deshaun, he doesn't have as much leverage as he thinks he does because they don't have a timetable that they need to trade him. Yes, he does have ultimately say over where he goes if the Texans get a good enough trade offer. He can can veto a trade to if he doesn't want to go to Detroit and Matt Stafford gets traded. If he doesn't want to go to San Francisco for whatever reason. He wants to go to Miami. That's been clear and obvious to everybody. His representation has been leaking that. To the big name, uh, big national media for weeks now, um, and they also have the most draft capital and a young quarterback that they could trade in return. That makes the most sense. Um, but Deshaun Watson is in a is in a tougher spot than I think people think he is. Even though this is really the first time that we've seen an NFL player kind of do the LeBron James NBA James Harden player empowerment thing, which is say, "Okay, I'm going to call your bluff. I'm not going to play for you next year. I don't care who your new coach is."
0: So what Deshaun Watson needs to do is call up James Harden, get the fat suit, and then figure out what he needs to do to leave Houston.
1: No. All
0: right, yeah. I mean, James Harden left the left the fat suit in Houston, so maybe Deshaun Watson just needs to go get it. But all right, so fair or foul? Fair or foul for Deshaun Watson to want out of Houston? Because for me, Buck, everything that Texans have failed to do around him, I think it's absolutely fair to him for him to want out. Like, it's, it's his career – it's the next seven years of his career, or prop, seven to eight, probably the prime of his career. And if the Texans are going to piss it away, then he should absolutely want to get out. He shouldn't just you know, be a good soldier and sit there and suck it up and take it and become Matthew Stafford in eight years. Oof. Like Matthew Stafford has been mm-hmm. wasting away in Detroit land for such a long time. Deshaun Watson should absolutely want to get out of that.
1: Chief Franco agrees with you. He says fair. Steph Dobbs also saying fair on uh, Periscope. Tyler Ross on YouTube fair. G man on base says foul. If you guys say foul, I think I think maybe expand a little yeah, bit on your enough. opinion because that's that's going to be the minority opinion. I feel um, and and one you know I think there are there are things that can be argued, but I think that uh, I think that you should uh, I think that you should kind of expand on it if sure. you're going to say foul. J. Buchanan, 100% fair. Corey Smith, fair. Alex B.N. fair. Many, many people siding with Deshaun Watson. Here's here's the approach that I would take um, for for Deshaun Watson. And I am I am pro player almost to a fault. I think more often than not, because you know I'm I I just I never understood why people are always or sports fans are always so inclined to side with management over players when many most of the people siding with management are people who are not in managerial position. They're, they're employees. They should understand better the situation that a player is in, no matter how much money you're jealous of the making. Like, I think that's largely been my issue with, with people who are anti-player power. I will say though, that Houston is a mess and the ownership has just so soured the relationship that Deshaun Watson does not trust the people he works for. That is all fair. He should want a different working situation and, and it is uh, because because of those reasons. But I will also say that there, there has been care taken in the head coaching hire of David Culley to find a person who can most relate to Deshaun Watson. What Deshaun Watson has decided on is that he is not going to give this person a chance, flatly. And he has earned that right. But I do think that there can be some, there can be some, Regret or lack of perspective in a decision like that, because uh, you know Zach. Zach says stuff like the grass is, isn't always greener on the other side all the time, and sometimes that can be so. I think that with Deshaun Watson, the devil you know sometimes may better may be better than the one you don't, even if you are just so damn tired of the situation that you have been placed in time and time again. I'm not saying that he's wrong to not trust the Houston Texans and the people that run the organization. I think the the thing that I find foul is that this this coach who largely has been un, unrecognizable has a great track record at, at Vanderbilt has a great track record with the players. Even if people look at the Ravens Ravens passing game coordinator and say, Yeah, what I mean, they were 32nd in the league last year. The hell do I want that guy for? Yeah. This, David Cully has a great background of relationship building with his players, trying to rebuild trust. I think Deshaun Watson may end up erring in not allowing that guy, not allowing that guy the opportunity to try and get to know him better and make him feel more at ease in the situation that he signed up for for four years. This is the second year of that deal. Well,
0: it's like David Culley. It looks, it feels like David Culley left the organization that he was at and they automatically did something bigger. <laughs> so like, right. I'll just run through it. He was with the Eagles for over a decade from 99 to 2012. He leaves and they win a Super Bowl like three years later. He was with the Chiefs from 13 to 16 as assistant head coach and wide receivers coach. He leaves and that's when Patrick Mahomes gets the gets the gets the job starting quarterback job a year after that, and they go on and do things. He was the Buffalo Bills quarterback coach when Josh Allen was an inaccurate young gunslinger, and then he leaves, and now Josh Allen takes off the last couple of years then right. um, the Baltimore Ravens assistant head coach and passing game coordinator where Lamar Jackson's passing game is the one thing that's holding back that organization. So uh, it is, it's David Coley feels like an underwhelming hire for Deshaun Watson. And I, I agree with another comment or somebody said that I would run the hell away from that owner in, in Houston because Marshmallow, who said that I agree with that Deshaun Watson. Go, go, do what you think is best for you right now. G man on base did expand on why he said foul because he signed a contract to be there, but that ownership is has ruined and burned a lot of things uh, with Deshaun Watson. And you know what? I don't, I don't fault Deshaun Watson for wanting out because you don't want to be Matt Stafford. And no. Matt Stafford's thirty-two, th- turning thirty-three, and trying to find new life, but he wasted his prime in Detroit.
1: Dom Odell says fair, but I don't like the entitlement factor that comes into this. But Dom, like if he's not entitled to being pissed off now, wh- wh- when when is he ever going to be more entitled to feel this way? Like it, it's not, it's not entitlement. It's a player wanting more control over his situation. And, and listen, the, the argument against that is he had total control over his situation and he choose to resign for four more years. He made a big deal on, on social media about Houston. I'm here to stay, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but he made a public statement like, you guys gave me my shot. I'm going to play for Houston. And then a year later, he's like, no, get me the hell out of here because the place got burned to the ground. Bill O'Brien got fired very, very quickly. I don't think any of us had him as the first guy to go when Adam Gase is out there uh, making it a full season with the Jets. But if he is not entitled to feel this way now, when would a player ever feel entitled to try and take their situation into their own hands? I think that he is, I think that he is justified in saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make the decisions for who you hire as the GM and who you hire as the coach, but I would like a little input. I would like to know before we all find out on social media from Adam Schefter, I think that's totally fair and it's hard to do, Like right? yeah. That's a really, really hard thing to do. No, like Danny White getting pissed about that. Yes, or two days ago with the Vols, and that was, they leaked the night before. That's Welcome to as, the
0: SEC. This ain't Buffalo and Orlando.
1: That's as clean a coaching search as the Vols have conducted in, certainly in the five years that I've been here, and probably in the 15 years before that. Uh, I would say, I would say that if he is not entitled, if he is not going to take a sense of entitlement now, when, when would you like him to feel entitled for to anything? He is entitled to put himself in the best position he thought he was doing that a year ago when he signed he no longer thinks that's the case he's trying to take the matter into his own hands
0: all right it is esports here live brent says ownership told watson they give him say in the gm hire and they didn't so they li- there's a lot of things that happen with this for sure well
1: i don't know that that's accurate i yeah, don't know well, that's that's been
0: floated out there but we nobody really knows what was discussed right it's not
1: in his contract they they what the hell do they care you know
0: sure A to Z Sports, buck let's send everybody to the weekend with ain't that good news we always in our weeks here on a to z sports on friday asking you guys to share your good news going into the weekend i know the sun's out it's probably still like 28 degrees it was uh, it yesterday least,
1: too. it was cold as hell
0: it at least looks nice outside so stay inside and enjoy the sun from the <laughs> inside maybe but uh let's get your good news ready i've got good news Uh, We've got some big things coming from A to Z Sports starting on Sunday night. But uh, first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Check them out at RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, There's many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's uh, creating extra cash flows for you and your family, earning and building that long-term equity, getting that mailbox money from other people paying your mortgage and then some Use your property to help you get that retirement uh, looking nice early. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go.
1: And with the money that you save, you can go to mybookie.ag and you can use that promo code MYTITANS to double your first deposit on all of your gambling needs. The Super Bowl is ahead. There is college basketball to be bet on. There is NBA to be bet on. The Preds, although they may be wildly inconsistent yet again, they can be bet on mybookie.ag. Make sure you use that promo code my Titans time for some good news.
0: All right, we got a lot of good news uh, flowing in here. Okay, uh, Navarro says close on my new house in two weeks. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Our our Alex Doherty, Preds writer Alex Doherty does a great job at a to Z sports and on the Preds Nashcast says good news. I've joined a new rec hockey team, and my first game is against my old hockey team who cut me goals incoming! coming. I didn't know you could get cut from a rec hockey team, but dang, Alex got cut. And now he's gonna go out there and get that redemption against his old team in the first game. That's that's hilarious.
1: That is uh good for you for for being uh not too ashamed to say that you got cut for your rec hockey league. Well, I don't, that I,
0: like, me that'd be Alex would be tough for
1: me to admit out loud.
0: Me and Alex would like message about that uh, over the last couple of years about him playing rec hockey and like Alex has talked about being the only guy in on the team who cares about playing defense and going out there and playing uh you know the full ice and not just being a halfway guy. So uh, I think the I think they're gonna. They're going to miss Alex Doherty being on that team.
1: Make them make him feel the pain, Alex. Go out there and get him. Good news, uh, says Chad. We are almost a month removed from 2020, and 2021 is beginning to look far better, at least from my perspective. I don't know. First month of yeah. <laughs> you sure about that, Chad? Uh, first month of 2021 has been kind of, uh, kind of a hellscape. <laughs> a
0: bit Been a doozy, I'd say. I, uh, I don't know. I don't first know. month is a doozy. Be careful.
1: Uh, hell, that first week was a mess. Anyway. Good news, Colts getting another new QB says Jeff Rubel. Uh, good news, I got uh, tons of nut butter for this weekend says Jaime. I don't know what you're doing, but uh, be safe. Good news, <laughs> no, no surgery, maybe a lot of chafing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Good news, no surgery needed and no loss of vision in my uh, eye, in my eye that fractured in multiple places. Good God, Sean. I yeah, Sean okay. threw
0: shade on Wednesday about uh, his getting like his face fractured at something at work. And so his good news to follow up that shade is that he doesn't need surgery. So that's, that's fantastic for you, Sean. Good job.
1: Austin, would you like to lead us off? Or would you like me to take? I'll the let first you video? go. I'll let you go. Okay, so my good news is not personal good news. But I think it's good. Uh, good for the Titans ecosystem as a whole. I Fair. was listening to bus him with the boys yesterday, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton's podcast, and Dennis Kelly, the right tackle, was their guest. And in 2018, people, it was one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Dennis Kelly just disappeared for five games that season. He wasn't coming to work. He wasn't coming to practice. He was dealing with this mysterious illness that at the time I heard was causing him stroke-like symptoms, yeah, but right. I didn't have confirmation on that. Until yesterday, when he was talking about it on the podcast. Dennis Kelly, in 2018, missed five games for a very, very rare migraine disorder that caused him mini and baby strokes. To to, to, to say anything is mini or baby and the word stroke in it is horrifying. Especially for somebody like that, because it's coming from your brain. It's a brain issue, especially in football. We know how dangerous those can be. Dennis described it. I actually wrote about it for A AtoZSportsNashville.com and spoke to Dennis a little bit yesterday about it. And he has not experienced any symptoms and any lingering after effects since the six weeks that he went through it. My good news is that Dennis Kelly recovered, it seems, in full from that migraine disorder that was causing him many strokes in the 2018 season. That's pretty terrifying, but we're glad to see that he made a recovery.
0: Yeah, I mean, I read that yesterday, and I remember going through all that. We were kind of having the same discussions off air about what's going on with Dennis Kelly. He talked about all the weight that he lost because he was sleeping for 20 hours a day. Just yeah. crazy stuff. But, yeah, that's huge uh, to know that Dennis Kelly hasn't had any issues since um, really that ended. So, good, no lingering things for there. My good news will send us to the weekend – And Buck, it it has to do with us. Like it's, it's A to Z sports. We've got starting Sunday night with A to Z sports primetime and Monday morning with our morning show, Zach will be back from his weekend trip, but we've got multiple announcements. We've got an announcement for primetime announcement for uh, Zach and I in the morning where we have our shows that will change pretty significantly and everybody's going to benefit. It's not just like me, Zach and Buck who are going to benefit off of this. All of you guys are gonna benefit from what's gonna happen Sunday night with primetime and Monday morning with our show. Uh so I'm I'm very we've been working on this since before Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> yeah, like right around right around November. Listen, it's not just yeah. good for us. It's like Austin says everybody eats beer, baby. It's gonna be great.
0: Yes. Yes. So it's going to be awesome. We're really excited about it. And uh, everybody's going to be on board with that. Uh, Puka <laughs> says, don't go to OutKick. Look, we are we are not going to OutKick. Zach let, and I are not selling this business anytime soon.
1: Uh, yeah. Let me withhold the comment on
0: that. Yeah. And Dom, we're not creating A to Z Sports Memphis. Like A to Z Sports Memphis will not happen. Memphis will be absorbed by Nashville. And we'll just start giving you guys more Grizzlies coverage. So that's... That's What we'll do, but no, Sunday night with primetime with Buck, he'll have something uh to, to kind of float out there, an announcement there, and then Monday morning, Zach and I will as well. Uh, so it's gonna, you guys can keep guessing, but we're not gonna sell, we're it. not gonna
1: tell you until we're so, not wow.
0: selling our business, guys. That will like we just launched Dallas and Kansas City, we're not gonna sell right now, we're gonna wait till we build this thing to be a behemoth, and then we'll sell it for nine figures. <laughs> so that's the plan, but no, Sunday. And Monday morning, be ready for it. That's my good news. So, again, seriously, hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. There's no football this weekend unless you're watching the Senior Bowl. Uh, But we're going to have a great weekend, and we'll see you. Buck will see you Sunday night. I will see you Monday morning. You've also got a 615 Stitches podcast out there. I saw John Reed tweeting about that. Uh, You talked to John Reed.
1: John Reed is very impatient that he wants the podcast out now because he thinks he did a good job. And if you're looking for Senior Bowl coverage, we talked about Josh Heipel with John Reed down there in Knoxville. Teron Davenport literally zoomed in from the Senior Bowl stands at the stadium to do 10 minutes on the prospects that were working out there. So if you watch that show today on YouTube, it's already in your podcast feeds. Today, the YouTube version will come out so you can get your Senior Bowl coverage there. You can also find out what the gas bags in Knoxville are saying about Josh Heupel. And there's no better one than my buddy, Josh Reed or John Reed,
0: Josh Reed, John Heupel. Listen,
1: I've been, I've been saying, I've been saying Danny Heupel all week. Like it's, it's like, it's like Jack Crawford for me all over again. I'm, I'm the only dyslexic broadcaster in Nashville.
0: I swear oh, to God. I hopefully I won't, uh, I won't pick up any of your mistakes there. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Buckle see you Sunday night. I'll see you Monday morning. Appreciate it.
1: Peace and love.